Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Got each other on our side, plus all the folks at Fried the Burnout Podcast with Kate Donovan. Welcome to Fried the Burnout Podcast. Fried is the podcast for everyone who has ever felt burnout because of their job, relationship, or life. Kate Donovan, burnout expert, will interview a new guest each week who will share their burnout stories with all the gory details. Every episode will give you immediate action steps that you can take right now if you're feeling fried and crispy around the edges. Fried's main goals are to raise burnout awareness, kill the associated shame, and create a movement to end burnout culture. Hello, Fried fans. It is always such a joy for me to be able to bring a friend and colleague and fellow New Yorker onto the podcast. Today, we are going to be speaking with Sarah O'Brien Hammond, who is the Chief Community Officer and Founder of the Network of Women. Driven by her own life's journey, her mission is to bring together growth-minded women through diverse and unique experiences focused on helping them live their best, most fulfilled life in a supportive, judgment-free, safe space. And let me say, that's the, the bio that I'm supposed to read, right? And that's the, that's the, um, the professional side. But can I just tell everyone that's listening that Sarah and I have known each other for about a year now. And she was one of the first people that I met in New York City because she curates these incredible events. The first one that I went to was Brit Piper. So good. So good. What an amazing morning that was. And one of the things that Sarah does when she has, of course, we're talking about in-person events right now. I mean, Sarah does a lot of virtual work right now, but before COVID, it was all uh, very much in person. And one of the things that Sarah writes in her emails before events is that we do not leave women alone, right? So if there's somebody in the room that looks like they're sort of keeping to themselves, reach out, make a friend. Glennon Doyle always says, make a horseshoe, not a circle. Um, Mm, So keep it open, right? Keep it open for people. And another thing that she does that is really incredible is she sort of sets people up for uh, a blind date at the networking event. So she'll take two people that she thinks will be simpatico in some way. And she'll say, hey, listen, while you're at the event, I want you to look for this person and make, you know, make yourselves known to each other because I think that you'll... Um, connect well. And this is, you know, I met Kate Scalisi that way and I met Jenny Powers that way. So some really, really incredible women that that you've created space for me to connect with. Like you, you just make connection with other people so much easier. So I want people to know as we go into this, how powerful your genius gifts are and how well you're using them in the world. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being such an important voice and person in my New York City journey. And mm-hmm. welcome to the show. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't realize, I think you told me couple weeks ago that I was one of the first people that you had met because you, of course, transitioned from abroad. And I didn't realize that I had met you so soon upon your return to the U.S. So uh, to be part of that journey is amazing. And I feel so lucky and privileged to have 
met you. And so, you know, I, I believe the world works and has intentionality behind it. And the universe brings people together with, with great intent. So I think the universe has a big plan for us. So full body chills. So it must be true. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really thrilled. And yeah, the no woman left behind is a motto that we absolutely hold to. And we can all, I'm sure and we've all experienced that moment where we've been at an event and we're sitting in the corner and we don't know what to do and everybody's coupled off and nobody's including me in conversation and it's really awkward. And that's one thing I'm proud to say does not happen at the network of women. So yeah, the no woman left behind policy is one that we strongly enforce and actually don't even need to enforce it, Kate, as you probably have experienced because the community is just so gracious and and welcoming that it's it really... Every event, I'm in awe of the women. And so it's, it's a really Sarah, beautiful thing to that say. starts from the leadership, right? That starts with you. That starts with us getting emails ahead of time that say, these are the rules. If you don't want to play by these rules, these events are not for you. If you want to be in a clique and you want to, these events are not for you. You're not saying those words in that way, but it's made very clear the kind and the caliber and quality of people that you want to have at these events. So it's almost like that we are hands chosen because when you put your information out there that an event is happening, it's very, very clear what the expectations are. So only people that are willing to go there are the people that are showing up. And I will say, I mean, I met Aaliyah Thomas through you also, who is just like such a star. And so I've been really lucky to, to meet people. So we start every episode with the guests sharing their burnout story. I do have some specific questions for you later on about um, you know, burning out while you're networking and things like that. But I'd like to start with your burnout story. So if you want to jump into it, you have an open floor. Sure. So I think my burnout story very much led me to launch the network of women. I am, as Kate mentioned, I'm a New York City resident. I've been in New York for 22 plus years. I have came to New York with a very specific plan that I was going to be successful and that I was gonna check off all society's boxes that led me to success. And I really went out of the gates super fast. Like I was like, I'm a pretty, Kate knows this, I'm totally type A, I'm like, you meet me and I'm bouncing with energy. I literally do not, my energy doesn't stop until my head goes on the pillow. Like my head, my husband laughs and is like, no, 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 you're the energizer bunny until your head hits the pillow and then you're out, which is so true. And so I have an abundance of energy which may not be, you know, everyone's cup of tea, but um, work has been, has certainly worked for me in my life. But so I came to New York and I had a really specific plan. And, you know, society tells us, right? Like you do these things and there's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Like just stay true, stay true to the course and it'll happen for you. So I was like, great, wonderful. I'm really good at checking boxes. I'm a real good goal oriented person. I can hit these metrics. I'm, I'm going for it. And so I did it. I did it. I came to New York City. I busted my ass. I made money, really successful career. I found my partner here. I have two beautiful daughters. I bought an apartment. I continued to make more money, continued to work really hard, and continued to, to really just strive for like that pot at the end of the rainbow. And then... I hit a wall. I'm an Ironman athlete and there's a thing called bonking. And that's where at the middle of a race or any part of the race, quite frankly, where you 
literally hit the wall, right? Not literally, but metaphorically, you hit the wall. But you literally hit the wall and you're just like dead. Like I can't get back on my legs and keep going. And it happened to me at 41. And I hit this wall. And mind you, like up until that day, I was going, 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 going. I still hadn't slowed down. My pace hadn't stopped. My, you know, hustle hadn't stopped. I was, I launched a new business. I was launching, it's like going, going, going. And I hit this wall. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted and I'm not happy and I'm not fulfilled. And I've been working my ass off for all these years. And this is where I'm at. That just made me want to cry because that is so similar. It's so similar to my story. I just went and I went and I checked all the boxes and checked all the boxes. And you wake up and you're like, what, this is what I was going for? Why? Like, literally, I just got shells when you said that too, because I know, Kate, there's so many women that can res- that our stories resonate with them because we're also taught as women to check the boxes, to go, 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 check the boxes, stay in your course, you know, don't ask questions, just keep moving forward. And especially my generation, if you, if you fell and scraped your knees, get up, brush yourself off and keep going. I didn't learn, you know, in school, you don't learn about personal development you don't learn about these other things that could be helping you, right? But you go to school to learn how to make money, how to be successful in the, in, in the business world. Yeah. And so I hit a wall and I turned to my husband and I said, I'm not happy. I'm not happy with you. I'm not happy with this marriage. I'm not happy with these kids. I'm not happy with this life. And my husband was like, what the hell just happened? because up to that point, right, Kate, probably similar to you up until that point, I was all good. Anybody on the outside would have said, Sarah's got it made in the shade. She's doing great. You know, it's the, it's the external presence, right? Your external, what your, your image, no one has any idea the shit that's going on up here. It's your Instagram feed, (laughs) the perfect life. And rarely do we really let the honest truth seep out because God forbid we say the shit has hit the fan. Like, God forbid we actually admit it. God forbid we actually admit our weak weaknesses or our struggles. And so we started going to therapy. It wasn't, I, I actually love my husband. And it wasn't about my husband. It wasn't about my kids. It wasn't about my life. I mean, it was, but I was displaced. That was displacement. That's a classic case of displacement that I was like, it's your fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. (laughs) Where really, I was like, who are you? What's going on in your life, Sarah? Like, what really are your goals and your aspirations and your dreams? And I couldn't answer that. I had no idea. I don't know if I've actually said this out loud. But the only dream that I had consistently was to make more money every year. Yeah. And that like disgusts me. Well, first of all, I think making money is really important and I want to make oodles of money and I want to continue making oodles of money. Yes. With that being said, 
I want to be crystal clear in the direction I'm going and what's important to me and my intentionality of my day and the intentionality of my behaviors and my relationships. Those are things that I will not sacrifice at the expense of making money. And I think that what happened is I was like, money, 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 and everything else went to the wayside. So I had all these things, 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 things. And I was like, if I have another piece of clothing or another handbag or another pair of shoes or another piece of jewelry, like for what? Like, does it bring joy to me when I wear it? Do I even get to wear what's in my closet? Cause there's just so much. And so all, and, and that goes to say that we started going to therapy, realizing that there's some things, obviously therapy is really great. Like there's always things you can be working on. I love therapy. But it, it, those are things that were common. Those are things that we are ongoing that we need to work on. But really what it was, Kate, was like, I had to get inside me. And I had to stop and make time for myself. And I never did that. And one might say, well, you work out every day. That's time for yourself. I just want to be really clear to all the women out there who work out every day. That's not your time to think and reflect. It could be, but like, don't let people tell you, well, you work out. That should be enough. Like you have an hour in your day. You need more time. Oh, hell yeah. I need more time. And so I've been seeing healers and coaches and practitioners and scholars and name it, name it, name it. I can't drink enough of it because that personal development is so important to me. And then I started realizing, Kate, that really when I spoke to other people and told people what I was experiencing, like, is this it? Like, I just got off a plane and the destination that I'm at is nowhere where I thought I would be. And when I said that out loud, people were like, me too. Yeah. I was like, wait, 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 wait. You feel that too? And we're not talking about it? Like, this is a full out shame. And so I started to look for community where I could find women who talked about things that were really important to life, personally, professionally, bringing those two together. And I couldn't find it. There's a lot of professional networks out there. Um, There's some women's communities out there, but I just didn't find my place. And so I didn't seek out to start a community. It was because there wasn't one that resonated with me. And so I launched the network of women very soon after and haven't looked back since it's, it's a community of women that whose purpose is to support women through their career journeys, health and wellness journeys, self-discovery and or motherhood journeys. And I like to say, we give women the resources and tools to answer the questions that matter most to them in life. Like you can't Google this shit. You need to come together and you need to experience it together and to learn from experts that are going to add value in your life and help you reach the goals that you have and the dreams that you have and to encourage women never to stop dreaming. You can fall on your face. You can be badly bruised, but guess what? You absolutely can keep going and forging forward with the right community, the right women and the right support around you. And that's what we do. And which I'm so proud and as you can see, so excited about because it means 
it really means the world to me. And, and actually quite honestly, Kate saved me and continues to save me. Yeah. And I think with that, you've said a couple of really important things. One of the things that you talked about in the beginning was when you were aiming for success, you were staying true to the course. And what it seems to be the shift is that now you're staying true to your course, not the course. And this is a massive differentiation. Pride fam, I tell you in nearly every episode that step one of your burnout recovery is blood work. And I know that a lot of you avoid it because it's a pain and because your doctor has told you that everything is quote unquote fine. And they refuse to test all the things that you think you need. What if I told you that you could test what you want, when you want, from your home with just a couple of drops of blood? Cyfox Health allows you to do just that. You can buy tests as one-offs or join a membership. Either way, you can test and track your results to help you make decisions about your burnout recovery journey. Get 10% off any membership, subscription, or one-time test kit right now. Go to cyfoxhealth.com forward slash fried for your discount. That's S-I-P-H-O-X health.com forward slash fried. So I wanted to just highlight that for a second. And the next thing that you said is that, you know, you're creating space for people to talk about their dreams and to still have dreams. But what I see in your programming and what I think is important from my own journey and now listening to your journey is that we often don't have even a basic definition of what our dreams are or a basic definition of what success means to us outside of the course. Yes. What society is telling us. I mean, yeah. you just nailed it. It's literally like I just did uh, a couple weeks ago, we did a goal setting, design your life goal yeah. setting up and down. It was a super well attended event and people aren't asking themselves like, Think about the quadrants of your life. What are the various quadrants that are important to you? Whether it's love, body, money, career, house, home, where you live, whatever it is. And then within those, we all have goals. And the, the, the most shocking, and it's not shocking necessarily that this group in general, is that none of us are really thinking about sitting down and reflecting on what does that dream look like? Because we stop dreaming when we're young because we're told, don't be a dreamer, right? Dreamers are people that don't make it in life. Now you have to be realistic. Keep your feet on the ground. You can't go for that. I no. remember when I was at Boston University and I was in the pre-med program and I decided to do Chinese medicine and I had dated someone the freshman year, um, during my freshman year, who was from a very wealthy family. Um, and when he found out what I was going to be doing instead of medicine, so instead of becoming a doctor, I was going to be getting a master's degree in acupuncture. He said, why would she do that? She's never going to make any money. 
And that was the only response. It was like, and of course, this person's opinion at the time was still important to me because I had had my heart broken a little bit. And it was so I was a little vulnerable as far as he was concerned. And those words stayed with me. So I had that, that that was not obviously the only reason that I had reasons to prove myself. I grew up in an area that was very socially disadvantaged and I wanted to be proved that I could get out of my, you know, the class that I was born into and that I could make it even with less resources than other people. Um, and I also had a student loan to pay from the United States that, you know, was absolutely massive and I wanted to do it faster than everybody else. And I did. I paid my student loan back $100,000 worth of student loan bills in nine years from Poland, where acupuncture treatments only cost 30 bucks. And that's, that's how much I could charge, you know? We're really good at, um, like you said, doing the right thing. So yeah. you were like, I'm paying that back. I'm going to get right back on it. I'm going to do it. Not to suggest you shouldn't be paying that back. Of course. Be- but, you know, we're really good with staying. I mean, you, I'm literally taking notes as we're talking, but like you really, that, that staying true to your, your, your course versus the course, like that is just like, and you also said something really important too, about like, when we talk about goals, who around you are reaching the goals that you aspire to reach? If you're, if you aspire to be really physically fit and everyone around you is lazy and might be, you know, out of shape and really eating healthy and have bad habits. Those are not people that are going to get you to that finish line. They're going to be resistant to it because guess what that does to them? It makes them feel worse about themselves because now all of a sudden you are like taking yourself seriously and being fit and working out, eating healthy, and then they feel worse about themselves. So they want to keep you down. Yeah. And so part of that goal setting is absolutely, and, and that gentleman you're referring to, I mean, in hindsight, right, we can say, well, that's not someone that should be in my orbit because that guy's really sucking everything out of me. But again, you know, it takes time and it takes real intentionality to focus on this, these things to make it, to make it a habit and to make sure that we're following through on these things because otherwise in the audit of your people, you surround yourself with, I mean, that's something I cannot talk enough about. Like who, and who are you surrounding yourself with? And you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with. So if you want to be a millionaire and you're surrounding yourself with people who make $60,000 a year average, guess what? You're not going to make a million dollars. I'm just saying. And I want to be a millionaire. And so I know that that means that I need to surround myself with people that are going to level me up. Yeah. And so I think it's really, you know, that's just something I wanted to point out. I think that that's really important and it speaks a lot to like when I moved to Poland, as much as Poland is not as economically advanced as the United States as a general rule, I was in a space with a group of people who were all very successful, even though most of them were just fresh out of college. We had a group of friends that was very, very successful and I did, I matched them. You know, and I, I got that and I did that and it was easy for me even with my background to, you know, sort of squash all of my money mindset issues and be really successful when I was in Europe. And then when I came back to the United States, they all just flooded right back over me Mm. because I'm back with people that I grew up with that have different views that if, if, if slash when I get to the financial goals that I'm aiming for, I'm going to be way outside that window and it's going to make some people uncomfortable when you hit those goals. Yeah, right. Exactly. 
And it, so it made me start to shrink again. And I'm just now, it's taken me a year of being here to say, actually, you guys, you know what? That's not my, and I'm cool. I don't care what everybody else's life is. And money is only one of my many goals, but I like buying business class tickets. Sure. And as you should, and you should be unapologetic about that. And I think one thing to know, you know, that we could do a whole conversation on (laughs) relationships and friendships and the modern friendship. But I will say that a lot of people remember you as you were. And so I think that that's something to really, you know, I, I was a goofball or, you know, maybe people think of me like my, my high school years and they might be, or my college years, and they might sort of have that vision of who I am, who I am at 45 versus compared to who I was at 22. And I'm like, there's been a lot of years in between there. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm a little bit of a different person, just a touch of a different person. Um, but yeah. I think that people hold on to like what, and what memory serves them. I think that's also just important. Yeah. And, and not even in a, in um, uh, like a mal with malintent, it's just natural. That's where we keep people where we know them and that's natural. And I mean, in the meantime, since I left my hometown, I spent 17 years in different places quite a few of them in California, 12 of them in Europe. I learned two different languages. I was a triple entrepreneur. Like I've done, it's, it's a, a couple of things have shifted. I'm um, still me, yeah. Yeah. you know, I'm still me. So I'm still the girl that's going to tell you the truth, even if you know, you're a little hesitant to hear it. And I'm still the person who, when, if you tell me your dream, do not tell me your dream unless you want to be like held accountable for reaching it. Because as soon as I hear it, I'm going to be like, go, 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 go. Why are you holding back? Do this thing next. Now you need to do this. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know, I'm excited. That's my dream friend, by the way. That's why (laughs) we're brought together. I love it. Like I was just on the phone with my friend, Sarah Lambert a couple weeks ago. And we literally were like, why can't the modern friendship check every box? Like, why can't they be people that can push us? that we don't have to walk on eggshells around, that we can speak our mind. Because like in friendships, it's hard, right? You're like, oh, I go to that person for this. I go to this person for that. Like, oh, I can't say that around this person. Well, this person really doesn't make that much money. So we really can't go to this restaurant. Like whatever it is, like you're constantly- Adjusting. Yeah. And so it'd be really nice. And that's, I think my mission too, moving forward is finding people where I'm like, this is me. Does this resonate with you? And if not, that's cool too. But yes. I've been, I've had a lot of success with have finding women, especially through this community that are yes. just boss babes that have serious goals in life that want to achieve, that want to go through life, not just going through the motions. They want to feel it and drink it and experience yeah. it to its fullest. And they want and other so, people to feel that too. Yes. Yes, exactly. So those are people who want to experience it themselves, but they also want others. They want it to feel yes. it as a collective, right? Cause it's yeah. so much better when you, who wants to experience all those things alone? No one wants that. So it's like the collective. And then that just elevates the vibration like that much more. And then forget it. You're just on a whole nother you know, level. Yeah. I love it. And I will stop. I don't even know if she'll listen to this episode, but I will stop and give a massive shout out to my best friend, Eva Błaszczak. She's um, in Poland, but she is quite literally all of those things. Mm, I love that. And I do have those folks as well. And I'm really blessed because it's hard. It is. It is, but it's so important. So what you just said is a perfect segue as when you're in a community, the vibration goes up, things get easier 
And it's sometimes it's because you have that energetic sort of input. And other times it's because you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody and you get the right introduction, right? So it works, networking works for support. Networking also works to get you to the people that you need to get to in order to reach the heights that you want to reach. And connection when before you are burnt out, when you have a healthy brain, if you're not burnt out, having strong ties to a community, any community is something that will prevent you from burning out. It's been proven time and time again. However, when you're burnt out, the part of your brain that is responsible for being able to connect with another human and empathize and like your your mirror neurons where you can see somebody and actually make a connection is slightly damaged. So it's much harder for you to make that connection. So not only do you feel like you're alone, but connecting with people that you really need becomes more of a task, which is why I love what you do so much because you circumvent those problems for people when you create events. So what I want to go into right now is people are tired of Zoom right now, and that's our only way of connecting. So how do we create space for networking and connecting with our communities without draining ourselves dry at the same time? It's such a great question, Kate. That's like literally, I get it. I'm on Zoom all day uh, with clients, with friends, networking. It, Zoom fatigue is absolutely a real thing. And the problem with it is that we don't know when this is going to end. So I know for me, my goals and aspirations and dreams aren't on hold. So what that means is that I got to forge forward. I have to forge forward and be able to utilize tips and resources that will help me stay healthy, stay fresh, stay engaged, and stay connected. And so I talk and work with women in really preparing them and teaching them how to do that. Because I don't know about you, but I have FOMO. There's so much so much going on that I'm like, I want to be at everything. Like, I'm like, wait a minute, I want to be at that talk. Wait a minute, I want to be here. And so it is really difficult. I will say, like, I really have FOMO. And especially right now, people, it's everywhere. Everywhere you look, there's an opportunity to connect with others. And so it can be really overwhelming. And so a few tips that I give folks in really thinking about and approaching networking, virtual networking in this new age is to first keep in mind and be realistic on what you can commit to. So that's number one. So look at your schedule. At the now, we have a minimum of one one event a week. Sometimes we have two, but we always have one, one event a week. And they're typically an hour to an hour and a half. So they're they're really digestible bits of time, right? Some of ours are during the day. It might be midday, which I don't know about you, but for me, I need a little stretch. So it's nice to tune in and get my brain thinking in other ways. So just be realistic in what you can commit to. And if you're like, I can't, I can only do every other week. Okay. You know, your boundaries start there. And if you feel like you have the the bandwidth to do more, great. Like, so I think that's number one, because I think what happens is sometimes people, especially if they've got a goal, and, and it's interesting because in one side of my mouth, I say, in order to reach your goals, one thing has to happen. Many things, but the first thing that has to happen 
is you have to put yourself in new environments because your current environment is not giving you what you need. So you must put yourself in new environments and we're habitual people. So we literally have so many unconscious habits throughout the day that before we know it, we're a hundred years old doing the same thing. So you have to be really conscious of like breaking those habits. But I think it's thinking about putting yourself in new environments with new people for new opportunities to happen. It's that easy. But sometimes if people have really lofty goals, they're like, well, that must mean I must put myself in lots of new environments with lots of new people uh, for lots of new opportunities to happen. And that is a real misconception because what happens in that case is that A, you're spread so thin. B, you're not showing up as your best self. C, your follow-up stinks. D, you're not prepared for those events. Like, that's what happens. And then nothing comes from it except potential burnout. <laughs> and so it's really important. If you're doing one event, that's fabulous. Guess what? You can get so much from that one event. I did an event on Monday night with Emily Merrill, my good friend of Six Degrees Society. And there were probably 30 women, I guess, that were there. Um, we talked about community. And so 30 women. So that's a pretty great turnout, good group of women. And so I can take that opportunity and follow up. Like, what, what am I doing after the fact? And so I think that's key as well, is that when you spread yourself so thin and you're going to five events a week and you're rocking and rolling and I'm showing up, you can show up. That's all well and good. But if you're not getting anything from these events and you're walking away without making connections, you're, you're absolutely going to learn and land in burnout zone. And so at every network of women event, we say three things must happen. You must learn, you must connect with somebody else, and you must leave feeling inspired. That connection piece has to happen. And I leave and I say, please continue the conversations. Please schedule a call with this person and spend 30 minutes with them, learning what they're doing and how you could potentially help them and vice versa. But one event, that's great. You can get so much out of one event. But the preparation is important. It is important how you show up. Sometimes we have events that literally you work, 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 work until 5.59. And then you like are like, do, 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 fix my hair, put a little makeup on, pat my cheeks. And then you're like pushing Zoom for six o'clock. No, 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 no. You got to buff, give some buffer. Give yourself half an hour. Get up. Walk around the block. Have some water. And before you turn on that Zoom, think about what your intent is. And what you're hoping to get out of that meeting is. One thing, Kate, that happens so often, I, I meet women at events and I say, Kate, how are you looking to expand your network? How can I, how can I help support you? And literally, they look mm-hmm. at me like I have five heads. They have no idea. Yeah. No idea. And I'm like, why are you here? Like, I would much rather be home with a glass of wine and my joggers. <laughs> watching little fires everywhere. Like I don't understand. And so number one, ladies, please. And gentlemen, but gentlemen might, I think come out of the womb a little bit different than women, but women, that is really important. Like just know what your ask is. And if it's like, and I, we could go off on a tangent here, but if your ask is, I want more clients. Yes. You could say I'm looking to, to speak with women who might be at a point in their career where, um, they might be reaching burnout or whatever, but think about complementary businesses that you could be meeting with and helping to generate referrals to. Like, I think sometimes people are like, I'm looking for this. And I'm like, 
okay, that's good. But like, there's different ways to get there. So that's like a, that's a business mastermind that Kate and I will we'll be doing later. But uh, <laughs> I just, I think the preparation is key. So just making sure that you give yourself buffer, show up as your best self. I think it's so important, Kate. Like I meet people, they look exhausted. They look like they haven't, you know, been out of the house in 25 years. I'm just like, whoa. And, and again, like you're here to help maybe get an introduction, maybe get a referral, maybe to promote your business. So you want to show up as the highest and best um, self you can. Yeah. So I'm going to go over those again, because I think that they need to be reiterated. So if you want to avoid burnout in networking, which people complain about all the time. I hear this all the time. Oh, I'm going to another networking event with an, with an eye roll. Like, oh, right. Sarah's telling us, be realistic with your commitments. Know what you can actually give. This is a really great example because during COVID, I didn't go to networking events for three straight months. I didn't go to one. There were plenty of options. I belong to a couple of different communities and I did not go to one event in three months because I did not have the bandwidth to be present with people and showing up as an empty shell of myself was not going to be helpful for me, for them, for my business, for anything. So I just didn't at all. And that's okay too. It's beautiful that you actually recognize that because it's better to not show up as someone you're not, than to show up, you know, than to show up. So I think like, that's a beautiful thing to note as well. If you're not ready, if you're not in the right headspace, if you, that's okay too. give yourself permission. Yeah. But I think be mindful. This can't be an ongoing, you know, year, two years, three years, because you're not going to get, it can't be an excuse. No, it can't be an excuse. And the reality of it is where we month six. Yeah. And I'm in New York city where Things are slowly starting to lift, but guess what? It's going to be a while more. Yeah. And so, you know, I think it's really, how do we adjust to that? But I do think you raise a beautiful point. Give yourself a little bit of space and time and be gentle on yourself. Especially this year. Yes. If you can't right now, you can't right now. That's okay. It'll come back. It'll come back. You'll get the desire again. When I start with a new acupuncture patient and there's somebody that's going to be coming in every week, they ask me how long they're going to be coming in every week. And acupuncture, the standard is like you come in 10 times. But I always tell people, listen, when you start to feel like coming here is more of a burden than a treat, it's time to back off. Because I create really strong relationships with my patients. So people often feel like they're going to be letting me down if they don't show up. And I have to tell people, listen, this is not about me. If you don't show up because you feel good enough to not come in here and you're going to feel like a burden by coming in, please stay home and I will celebrate your success and your health. Like I'm happy with that. But we have to give people clear information that they have the permission to do what feels right to them. Sometimes you don't want to come in because you're tired, but if you just, you start noticing a rhythm that every time you're showing up to a networking meeting, it feels like more of a burden than an opportunity. It's time to slow down, right? That's really important. So the next thing that you said was you have to choose a new environment to meet new people, to get new opportunities. And the caveat that the the little piece that I took from that was be very intentional with what you're choosing. Be very intentional with your choosing. Don't go to events that you think will be good for you 
because the title sounds good. If you look at some of the people on the guest list and you're not enthralled, right? Such such a good point. Mm -hmm. Be very choosy. And one of the reasons that I love the network of women is because everything that you do is very choosy. So I know that the caliber of people coming in is going to be very high all the time. And so I know that the titles of the things that you're choosing are very on point. If it's not going to be titled X and, and talk about Z, like it's always right. very clear. So I like that because I know what I'm getting and I can look at it and say, this suits not what my business needs right now, but what I need right now. I think we make too many decisions based on what's going to be positive and beneficial for our business instead of realizing that when we benefit ourselves, our businesses automatically level up. Absolutely. Yeah. I think like they say, happiness happiness leads to success, not the other way around. And I think people sometimes get confused. Well, once I'm happy, once I find success, you know, that I'll, I'll, I'll be happy. No, 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 no. You are happy and you're welcoming that wealth and that opportunity into your life, gosh, the, the, your future is going to be so, so, so bright. And you, you raise a really good point that now we have our programming. It's wonderful because networking, it's networking coupled with learning. So we always have speakers and experts. Kate came in as well to speak to our community. And we always bring experts in that are super well vetted. So I've been to events. I'm sure everybody listening has been to events where they probably went and thought they might have had more knowledge than the person speaking. And they probably know nothing about the subject matter, but you know, they're people that are not vetted and they're not engaging and they don't inspire you. And so really my job is to be really, really intentional with my vetting process. So not only do I listen to the community and listen to what their needs are, and then I build, I build the programming around those needs, but then I bring in people where you are never going to waste your time. And I bring it back to, you know, those three things that you have. I want every person who comes to an event must learn, connect, and leave feeling inspired. And there's also an array of different things. So to your yeah. point earlier, go to what suits you. Last night we had a whiskey tasting. Whiskey yeah. tasting. It was so fun. Um, and then you know, next week we we have a uh, our book club, and then we have a coach coming in on Friday, Helen, to talk about working through an unstable 2020. Like we have programming that really fits everybody's needs, but the benefit is that you're not walking in with just networking is the purpose. The purpose is for us to couple that with something that will help you. So when you were saying, I was feeling uninspired, I was feeling like I wasn't my my true self, showing up might've been doing myself a disservice, but had you shown up to something that maybe had given you tools and resources to get you through that might've inspired you a little bit more to show up. Yeah. Um, so we try to make it informative, engaging, and then provide that opportunity for connection as well, which as we just discussed before is, is important and critical to you reaching your success. Absolutely critical. And then the last thing that you suggest is go into networking events, networking opportunities even, because almost it doesn't have to be an event to be a networking opportunity necessarily. Go into networking opportunities with being prepared, knowing your ask, and um, intending to be present. Mm, present is huge. It's so, I literally am like the little geek that has a notebook and I'll be like, Kate, 
how are you looking to move your business forward? Or how you, you know, how, what kind of introduction are you looking for? And she might be like, I'm looking to connect with a massage therapist because it's a nice compliment to my business. And I would love to be connected to massage therapists. So that's really what my ask is tonight. I'm like, great, Kate, Kate Donovan, massage therapist. I know several massage therapists. And then, and then the follow-up, Kate, just as much as the preparation, if your follow-up sucks, you know, there's, you, you're not, you're not setting yourself up for success. So I did and, not and also, know about follow-up when I first started networking. Oh, many people don't like, they're like, oh yeah, can I, this is what I say to them. So tell me about your follow-up and they go, oh, I connected to them on LinkedIn. <laughs> so and Sarah, I, tell us about a good follow-up. And I, I, I literally, I, I, I just, I don't say anything. I'm like, there's more, right? There's more, right? You did more. And they're like, no, no, I just connected to them on LinkedIn. I'm like, okay, okay. Now I know where we're starting with. And guess what? If you're there and that person, it's totally okay. You're listening to be better, which is amazing. So I think like for me, I tend to go into every event. And you said earlier, which I just wanted to, to, to um, reiterate, I look at life as a networking opportunity. So when I'm walking into a store, I don't know who I'm going to meet. When I'm walking into um, a concert with a friend, who knows who's sitting next to me? So I always try and show up as my best self always because life might present itself when you least expect it. So, it, you know, if you look at life as one big networking event, think of like, oh, goodness, like how much opportunity could present itself. So I tend to go into events I'm to give because I believe that you give to receive. So I tend to be a person who gives a lot. It's connections, my superpower, and I like to give. So I ask people, what are you, how are you looking to push your business forward? What, what are you looking to get out of this event? Whatever it might be. And I literally write it down. And uh, if I can help this person, my follow-up is to, because we exchange some kind of contact information, but my follow-up is to say, Great to meet you, Kate. I'll connect with you on social. I'll connect you on LinkedIn, whatever your preferred method is. I might email you. Such a pleasure to meet you. These two people came to mind that I thought might be good introductions. Here's their LinkedIn profiles. Take a look. Let me know if it, if it makes sense to make an introduction. Because I don't want to go ahead and make an introduction if it's not going to benefit Kate. And so the follow-up is really important. Now, let's say Kate says, I'm looking for a very specific kind of doctor. And I might not know who that doctor is or that type of doctor. So I might not have anything for Kate. And so my follow-up might just be reaching out to her and connecting to her on LinkedIn, following her on social. I'm big on social, on Instagram. That's sort of my preferred method and platform. Um, But then the second thing, Kate, is I have a big Excel document. And I plop your name in this Excel document. And I say, Kate Donovan, Network of Women event. I wouldn't say that because I know all my people, but X event, um, acupuncturist, burnout coach, looking to expand her network this way. And so after I connect with you, I stay in touch with that person. So if I'm going to an event, I'll ping several people that I've met at different events. And I say, hey, I thought of you. I'm going to this event. Just wanted to share if you're interested. And so, and I'm always sort of keeping those people in mind. I visit that list often to see, do I know anybody that might now check that box? Maybe now I've met that doctor, you know, in the six months since I met Kate. So I think it does uh, does demand a bit of organization to keep yourself organized. But I think the follow-up, even a nice thank you, it was a pleasure to meet you. I found this article that could be beneficial People beneficial to you. People like to feel remembered. They like to feel yeah. special. And guess what? It will come back to serve you. And I don't do it to serve me. I just know that that's the way the world works. Yeah. You know, if you throw out a boomerang, it's going to come back. Yeah. And so that I like to um, say the boomerang effect where I put it out there and it's going to come back to me. And I've been really successful in doing it 
So I know it's, I know it works. Yeah. And so I think that follow-up is just really important. And, and I think not expecting anything. I, right. I, if someone rarely do people say to me, how are you looking to expand your network? It blows my mind. Um, because I'm like, conversation is a ping pong game. Like people don't get that. Like I ask a question, you ask a question. Like that's the way the world works. Um, but you know, there's plenty of people in this world that don't operate like that. And so rarely do people ask me that question, but if they do, I will certainly say what my ask is. Yeah. Um, but I don't go and lead in with that. I'm not like, Hey, do you know any massage therapist you can introduce me to? You know, I don't want to be that salesy person. I mean, who wants, no one wants to be around that. So I just think that that follow up because those 30 women that I met on Monday, I have all of their information. And my intent is before the end of the week, one of my deliverables is to be reaching out to them to introduce myself, to see if I can support them in any way. So I can feel the introverts in the room, like shrinking right now. So, so this is, you guys, I said this in the beginning and I really meant it. Connection is Sarah's superpower, not just connecting with people herself, but connecting the right people outside of herself. She's, she, I don't need, she just told us how she does it, but it's beyond, if you could feel it in real life, it's be, it's much beyond that. And so what I want to give people permission for right now is when I do follow up after a meeting, I do not follow up with everyone. I choose one or two people that I'm going to need to follow up with in order to feel like I'm making connections with the people that I resonated with most. Thank you for bringing up that point. So when I say those 30 women, I was presenting. And so it's a different different. situation. So just to be clear, thank you for saying that. Yeah. I don't go an event and uh, to an event, and I'm so thankful for the clarification. I don't go to an event being like, there's hundred people there. I got to touch hundred people. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, I might have, I, I'm, I'm so goal oriented. I might have like, I got to talk to five people. Like I'm going to be here an hour. I'm going to make a really good use of that hour. And I'm going to talk to five people. And that a whole, that is a whole other conversation too, about how do you extract yourself from conversations? Cause that is a little tricky sometimes when you're yeah. talking to somebody and they might not want to let you go. And you're like, I got to meet four more people. Um, and so, so that's a great point. Those 30 women that I'm referencing, I spoke, I was, a, I was a speaker. And so it's my obligation then to follow up with them. But in a, in a case where I'm not presenting, it would be to Kate's point, again, an attainable number, just as the, as, just as you're choosing X amount of networking events a week or a month, same with what you're going into, have an idea, because if you don't have an idea of how many people you want to connect to, you're willy nilly. So yeah. maybe you say three people yeah, or maybe it's two people, whatever you're, whatever you feel good with. So the introverts out there to your point, I don't want it to be an unrealistic number that they never actually even attend the event because there's so much intimidation. Right. And so I, my number, I'm a natural extrovert, but my number is usually only one or two. I'm looking for the, like the one person on a call or in a situation where I'm like, uh, I, f- I feel like that person would be my friend. And that's my, that's my meter that I use. My meter that I use is not, I think that person could help my business. My meter is I like that person. And I think that person would be my friend. And this is exactly how I felt about Aaliyah Thomas. The first time I met her, I was like, Oh my God, I want to be friends with you. You know, yeah, of course. Yeah. She, she um, didn't have a choice of being my best friend when we were in the eighth grade. That was just like, she was just, it, it, we just be, she was going to be my best friend. But exactly. I think you bring up a, a really good point in that people want to do business with people they like, yeah. right? And so if you, if you are leading with your head, right? And like business mind, that is clear as all day. So if yeah. Kate comes in and is like, 
What's good for my business? What's good for my business? What's good for my business? I'm going to feel that energy and I'm going to run because I'm like, I don't work with those people. I this was the first six months of my networking in New York was kind of like that. Well, there's a lot of organizations and communities that are like that. A lot of self-promotion, yeah. a lot of like, oh, you only hear about their business. And it's a little bit like, ah, I know, I know. Yeah. Um, and so it's more of like, come from the heart, connect with someone. Literally, I'm like, you want an acupuncturist? It doesn't even... No other name crosses my mind because Kate's my girl. And so like you want a burnout coach, like, you know, Kate's my girl. Like you're looking for a coach in general. Like, and so I feel like you meet yeah. somebody and I know you used to feel similarly with that way about the now. It's like, you're yeah. looking for community. You're looking for connection. You're looking to like really reach your dreams and have a supportive community to get you there. I know the place. It's exactly. called the now. Exactly. And I recommend it constantly. So that I can't believe that it's been almost an hour. Can you believe that? My gosh, how did that happen? I have no idea, but I just looked up and I thought, oh, okay, well then we'll wrap up slowly. (laughs) So what I would love for you to do is share with people who may be in New York or people that are far that you now have a digital membership available for the now and there is an availability for people to connect with the now, even if they're not in New York City. So can you tell people what that option is and sort of where you see this moving forward and and all that jazz. Yeah. Thank you. So we are a global platform, which is so exciting. Like this pandemic, the silver linings, I think are so too many to name. Um, so we have pivoted and are all virtual, which is so super exciting. And we have members globally and we have our events are at all different times in the day to accommodate members. So it's so exciting where you can find us at the now NYC.com is our website or Instagram is at the now NYC and our digital membership. Like I mentioned, it provides women programming. So there's weekly programming and it provides women an online platform to communicate and connect with women. It includes um, an affiliate program. There's actually a lot more because we're relaunching October 14th Uh and we're relaunching with a lot more additions, just like really having to, to meet the demands of, of our growth and of our community, which is so exciting. So you can find us um, there and we have all of our events listed and our membership is listed there really clearly. It's an affordable price point for everybody. And I guarantee that you will absolutely get your money's worth by utilizing this network. Absolutely agree. And if nothing else, if you're wondering that you want to sort of like peek around a little bit, you can buy tickets to single events to just sort of check it out without a full membership just to see what you think about it. And when you do that, you also start getting Sarah's newsletter, which you want because it's wonderful. So yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, um, you also, I'd love to just give your listeners a promo code for Oh, fun. Yeah. Give it. So let's do that because why not? (laughs) So the promo code is now guest, all one word, N O W G U E S T. And you can take a look at our programming. And if there is something that strikes your fancy, you can feel free because we are with the launch October 14th is we won't be actually offering just single um, admittance to events. Mm -hmm. It'll be, you'll be buying at least a minimum of a three month membership, but nonetheless, there is opportunity to check us out for an event. And that's a perfect way by using that comp code to come in and, and understand and feel what the network of women offers. 
I love that so much. I'm so excited. So all of that information, everybody who's listening, all of that information will be in the show notes as per usual, which you can find on friedtheburnoutpodcast.com forward slash post forward slash Sarah dash O'Brien dash Hammond. But don't worry, that will be in all of the podcast listeners. You will be able to just click on it. You don't need to remember that. I will take care of you. Sarah, I love you so much. I'm so grateful to have you as a person in my life. I'm so grateful that you took the time to talk to us about this today because this is very on time for what we're all going through. Um, And I really love your tips, which will be also included in the show notes and in with clarity for people to see. And just thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Kate. I, this was like the best hour of my day. So I so appreciate you chatting with me and for being part of my orbit. I'm so glad the world brought us together and I'm really appreciative of your friendship and all the gifts that you give this world. We're all so blessed to have you in this, in this world. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Love. You guys can't see me, but I'm blushing. Um, So fried fans, that wraps us up for this week. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and do all the fun things that help us get fried to more listeners and more ears that need us. Until next time. Wait, don't go. Don't go just yet. If you are listening to this podcast and you are realizing that one of the things that you've been thinking is, is this it? I followed all the rules. I checked off all the boxes and I don't like my life. I don't feel fulfilled. I'm exhausted. I'm not happy in my marriage. I don't know what's going on and I don't know how to fix it. This is when you grab a call with moi because this is my specialty. So if you would like to give yourself 35 minutes to hash things out and figure out whether or not I can help you further, I think you should book a call ASAP and you can do that at bit.ly forward slash call Kate. Until next time. Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more Got each other on our side Plus all the folks at Fried the Burnout Podcast With Kate Donovan